Hey, this is Alan Seaborn from Winning at Home. Welcome to In Progress, a podcast about faith, life, and how we grow. And for this first episode, I want to talk about something that has really changed the way that I view a lot of things. And at first, it's going to kind of seem like maybe a little bit of a weird way of getting at it. But I want to look at the story of God's call to Abram in Genesis chapter 12. And so I'm just going to read those verses as we get started here. The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him. And if you've grown up in the church, if you've spent a lot of time around a faith community, then this passage is probably already really familiar to you. But I want to talk about something that I came across that really put this entire passage in a brand new light for me. Uh, There's an author that some of you may be familiar with. His name is Thomas Cahill. He wrote a series of books called The Hinges of History. And one of these books is called The Gifts of the Jews. And so he goes and he looks at the history of the Jewish people, which obviously the story of Abram is a foundational piece of. And so he gives this background of what was going on in the world at the time that God called Abram. Now, we all kind of just naturally know that the ancient world was unbelievably different than the world that we live in now. The way that people thought was different, their day-to-day experience, all that stuff. But we really can't understand the way that they thought. So he really helped me to see how different things were because the ancient world, not just in the region where Abram lived, but in almost every other part of the world, the ancient people viewed time and history and life in a really unique way. We view time as kind of, you know, linear. There's things that happen. If I do something, it has an effect and it changes things for not only me, not only the people in my life, but even my descendants, depending on the good or bad decisions that I make. Well, in the ancient world, they didn't view time that way. They viewed time as if it was cyclical. So if you can imagine just drawing a circle on a piece of paper laying on a table in front of you, that's how they thought time worked. Not that they viewed that reincarnation was the way of the world, because in most cultures it didn't turn into that, although some people viewed it that way, but that they looked at life and they saw this pattern that emerged. They saw that people, babies were born and they grew up and they grew strong and they're kind of drawing a circle as they view this. And then you reach the peak of your life and then the circle starts to come back toward its close because we know that after our peak, we start to decline and then when the circle completes its loop, we die. And they saw that that was the story of people. There was birth, life, strength, decline, death, over 
and over and over and over. It happened every single time. It was the pattern of life. And so they figured out, okay, this is just the circle. This is how life goes. It's a pattern where the things that have happened before just happen over and over again. Not to say that your life is going to be exactly the same as your parents, but it's going to be pretty similar. And the circle is just going to continue. They didn't just look at other people's lives and think this. They also remember this is 4,000 years ago, so there's no light pollution or anything. They're spending every single night looking up at the heavens, and they're seeing the constellations that are the same every day. They're watching the moon go from a crescent as it starts to fill and then it goes to a half moon, a full moon, and then it starts to wane. And they watch, okay, well, just like human life, the moon is going from a new moon where it's just dark to full moon and then back to dark again. They're watching the seasons. We go from spring to summer to fall to winter. Start back over at spring. This is the way that the world works. And every single thing that they saw told them that time was a circle, that everything that had happened before was just going to happen again. Now, I don't know how familiar you are if you've ever seen some of the art that was produced in the ancient world, but you see a lot of symbols that involve snakes in this art. And as someone who comes at it from a faith perspective, I always saw that and thought, man, what is that? Like, is this every other nation, every other people group in the world that's saying, hey, we're siding with the serpent, with Satan in this war between God and Satan? I never understood why, why do they use snakes so often as symbols in the ancient world? And partly this idea helped me to understand because snakes, they shed their skin and they watch that this cycle is happening with them. And then when it gets cold out, these snakes totally disappear. So they thought, well, maybe they're dying and then they're kind of being resurrected as we get into the nicer weather, the springtime. And so they started to see that snakes were kind of a shorthand for this time as a circle, for the repetition, for the pattern of all of life. Now, obviously, like I mentioned before, we don't view time that way. In fact, the whole the American dream is built on the idea that what I do can change the pattern that's existed before me. So we struggle to get into thinking this way when it comes to our day-to-day -day life. But as I started to think about this pattern, that the ancient world would take a look at and start to say, well, I know what's coming next because I know what happened before. I started to think about how often we actually do live like time is a circle. Because think about the relationships that you're in and think about the debates and the issues and the conflict that you have with the people that you're around on a regular basis. When the same conflict happens time and time again, 
we start to say, okay, I got it. Yeah, this is a pattern for this person. And I understand now that this is just how they're going to operate. And this shows up in the really simple, really, I mean, this stuff is going to sound cliche, but it's because we understand that the little issues are the things that we wind up making a big deal of and they lead to bigger issues over time. So we see that our spouse or our child didn't turn the light off in the room again when they left or they forgot to take the trash out and we know that that's their responsibility or they put their dirty dishes over in this spot instead of in the sink where they need to go, right? These are the things that life is made up of that day after day we have these opportunities for things to go wrong and for conflict to happen. And what we do as we see, oh man, they left their dirty dishes out again, we start to identify patterns. And we've even got a little uh, kind of phrase that is going to be familiar to every single person. What do we say? We say, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. We're saying with that phrase, I can identify patterns when they happen. And let me tell you that what has happened last time is going to be what happens again this time and what happens again next time. And we live like time is a circle sometimes. We start to identify the people around us and we say, Oh, they won't do this to help me out? Okay, it's because they're lazy, because we've identified their pattern, right? And so we start to use this little shorthand, and we say they're not going to do this to help me out because they're just too lazy, or they're going to come back and they're going to say this to me because they're just a jerk, or whatever it is, whatever the shorthand you've used in your marriage, in your relationships, in your immediate family, with your coworkers, with your friends, whatever it is, We all develop this pattern recognition, this understanding that, okay, now I've figured out the way that the world works. And when we figure that out, we start to say, now I get it. What happened before is going to happen again. But, you know, we don't just do that in our relationships with people. We also do that in our relationship with God. And we see all through Scripture that God always talks about this idea that he wants to make all things new, that he brings new life, that he brings resurrection, that he brings change. And we say the same thing that we say when the people around us burn us. We say, yeah, I I tried that before. And nothing changed because I've identified the pattern. These bad habits that I have are way too hard to break. God God can't get through that. Developing these new, healthier patterns in my life, um, yeah, I, I tried that a couple times. And you know what? It just didn't work for me. I get that maybe that's what I should be doing, but I just don't see how things can be new. And we start to put this pattern that we've found ourselves falling into. And we say, well, yeah, even God is subject to that pattern. We try to live in this circle. 
we don't realize that we're doing it because we would never say that we think of time as a circle. But the way we live, the way I find myself living, the way that I'm guessing that you find yourself living, sometimes we're living in this circle. And we're saying, man, the way that things have happened in the past, that's just the way that things are going to continue to happen. This is the pattern. This is the shorthand. If I'm honest about how I make decisions, I have to admit that sometimes I look a lot like the people of the circle. Now, we don't, we don't say that we think of time that way, but we sure live that way, don't we? And what this passage as God invites Abram to leave everything he's ever known, to leave this entire world where everyone around him would say, you are crazy, nothing can be different, nothing can change, things are going to happen the way that they have always happened. In the midst of that world, God invites him to leave, and he doesn't even have a destination that he's sharing with Abram. And Abram went. Which is a beautiful thing, isn't it? When we see ourselves trapped in the circle, trapped in the patterns of life, whether it's in a relationship with our, our husband or our wife, with our kids, with our coworkers, with our boss, with whoever, our in-laws, our parents, whatever the case is, we know that it's really easy to start to believe nothing can ever change. Nothing is going to change. I've tried that before, and it just didn't work. And what this passage tells us is that Abram went. Now, if you know anything about the history of the Jewish people, you know that this is where their story really begins because God calls Abram out of his pattern, out of his circle, and he does something amazing. He starts this whole new group of people, the people who follow after him, and this is the story of the people of Israel. God brought them out of the pattern out of the circle, into something new. And he did amazing things along their journey. So the challenge for us today is that in the spots, in the places of life, where we've started to find ourselves saying, yeah, I really don't believe that anything can change. I tried it, and you know what? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice or fool me a hundred times, shame on me. Because I've figured out your pattern. And we say that to the people around us. We maybe don't say it exactly that clearly, but we live like that's true when it comes to our relationship with God as well. And what he's telling us from this passage, what we know to be true from the story of Abram and what God did out of that whole story is that God wants to break us out of those patterns. God wants to break those circles that we've spent 
maybe it's been months, maybe it's been years, maybe it's been an entire lifetime living in. And God is telling us that he wants to and he's able to do something new. So I want to invite you sometime today, sometime this week, if there's a spot where you've you've just repeated the same patterns over and over and over, you've been stuck in the circle and you just really feel like there's no chance that anything could be different moving forward in the future. I want to let you know that the story that God wants to tell with each one of our lives is that God is all about making things new. God is all about breaking patterns in our lives, the things that we feel like could never change. That's who he is, and that's what he does. And that's an amazingly hopeful message from a story that happened 4,000 years ago because God is letting us know that even though we see these patterns and we think they're going to be forever, God can do something. God can break those patterns. God can do a brand new thing. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening to the first episode of In Progress. As we head into the future, let's keep believing that God has something new in store for us.